Happy Father's Day to all the dads and granddads and stepdads and soon-to-be dads. And if it's Father's Day, it must also be the final round of the U.S. Golf Open this year, being played nearby on a rain-soaked course at Marion Country Club. Recently, I read an article about one of the greatest names in golf, Billy Casper. Last year, he released his autobiography called The Big Three and Me. The Big Three he is referring to is Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, and Jack Nicholas. In his book, he reflects that while his most successful career was overshadowed by those three greats, he was blessed with an incredible life. Today, Billy is 82 years old, happily married for 80 years with 11 children and 36 grandchildren. Recently, while speaking to a small group, he was asked how he overcame adversity and the struggles associated with balancing being a dad while being one of the greatest players of golf. He answered, I didn't have a choice. It's how I was raised. He went on to say, but what I learned pretty quickly is that it's the people who make the journey with you. I feel like every person I've met along the way has enriched my life in some way. Every one of them, even all of you here today. And with that piece of wisdom, Billy Casper gives us the heart of today's gospel message. For what we heard is that when you open the doors of your life to others, it allows for movement. It allows for connection. It allows for relationships to take place. For in this morning's gospel from Luke, Jesus is throwing open the doors of the status quo of his times. And while the story of the sinful woman washing the feet of Jesus is told in each of the four gospels, this version we just heard is different than the other three giving rise to the question, why, and what does it mean for us? The other three accounts focus on the concern of the apostles that so much money was being wasted on the perfume the woman pours on the feet of Christ. But in Luke's version, the disciples are absent from the event, and we are left with three main players, Simon the Pharisee, the sinful woman, and Jesus the story begins by Jesus accepting an invitation to come dine at the house of Simon the Pharisee. The word Pharisee actually means to separate, for their belief system was rooted in the strict observance of Jewish laws. For them, holiness was achieved by keeping oneself separate from sin and sinners. In other words, they closed doors on all who did not follow the law and that they deemed were sinners. The other main character in the story is the sinful woman. We were never told of her name or what her sins were, but since they were so well known in the community, it is supposed that she was a prostitute. This public knowledge of her sinful life made it near impossible for her to get close to Jesus. But the dinner Simon was throwing for Jesus gave her the opportunity to connect with him. For meals such as these were open to all locals to drop by, they would eat around the perimeter of the room, while the invited guests and the hosts would recline in the center of the room, propped up on one arm, facing the center. As we just heard, there's no real sense that Simon is opening his doors for an authentic relationship with Christ. For when Jesus arrives, he was not offered any of the common hospitality that's normally given to guests. It would have been customary for Jesus to have been welcomed with a kiss to have had his dusty feet washed, 
and to have been refreshed with the anointing of oil. Rather, Simon was focused on whether Jesus would follow Judaic law. Since this woman was unclean according to the law, Jesus was prohibited from getting within two feet of her. But as Jesus reclines to eat, he allows the sinful woman to wash his feet and anoint him with the perfume that she had brought with her. Jesus, knowing that Simon is appalled by all this, tells the parable of the money lender to make his point. It is through this story that Jesus makes it clear that her faith in Christ has saved her as he tells her that her sins are forgiven and that the love that she showed Jesus by caring for him was not the cause of the forgiveness, but proof of it. See, all too often, translations of the text lead one to believe that the reason Jesus forgave her sins was because she showed great love, or in other words, she earned it. But Christ is clear that it is her faith that has saved her. It is by faith that her eyes are open to God's forgiveness. It is through love we give thanks, we open doors, and we build relationships. God loves us not because we love God, but because God is love. Since he was elected Pope, Francis has been saying daily Mass where he lives in community at Casa Santa Mater. His homilies have provided some great insights into this man and his spirituality and his grace. The theme of his May 25th homily spoke about this need to open doors. He voiced great concern over the fact that many people come to the church and are met by doors that are closed. He outlined a number of examples where people come to the church looking for help and hospitality and healing and instead are confronted with rudeness, rules, and regulations. He describes a church where many are greeted by those who want to control the faith, like Simon the Pharisee. He said, we need to open the doors versus being people who want to control the faith. The faith of the people of God is a simple faith, perhaps without much theology, but it has an inward theology and is not wrong because the Spirit is behind it. He went on to warn that we should not create an eighth sacrament of pastoral customs where we insist on church protocol versus seeking to meet the spiritual needs of others. Going back to the gospel, I think it's interesting that we are never given the name of the sinful woman. Perhaps it was the protector, although everyone knew who she was. But I'd like to believe that her name was omitted so we could insert our own names. For all of us are no different than the sinful woman. We are all sinners. But this gospel reminds us that we all have a choice. Do we seek and offer forgiveness? Or do we follow the Pharisees and spend our lives being judgmental, closing our doors to others we deem unworthy? C.S. Lewis said, To be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has already forgiven the inexcusable in you. And just last week, the Pope, in a small group meeting of religious, said, We all make mistakes. We all sin. It happens. But keep going forward. Open doors. Do something where life is calling out to you. My brothers and sisters, each day brings opportunities for new doors to be opened, new lives to be touched, 
and new ways to experience God's love and forgiveness. Billy Casper said that he still gets up each day excited about what that day will bring and ready to open the next door and to meet the next person. So the choice is yours. How do you want to start living your new day?